Because you know why? Why? Because it feels right. It feels right. Legendary. All right, welcome to It Feels Right. Adam's fuzzy today. Brandon French is super clear, just like his fucking commands are in the NMLP. I just dropped an F on the first yeah. four seconds. My mom's not going to be happy, uh-uh. but it just it just came out. So 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 your mom's not going to be happy either, Adam. But no, she's Brandon she's French like- is here. <laughs> <laughs> what she's just like Ugh. no she's Gross. just like i i really like rob but every now and then he does cuss <laughs> <laughs> so good i'm so sorry mama yeah, uh, okay. but uh anyways you know who's not sorry brandon french because if anybody cusses no. more than me it's him yes yeah you can get a little <laughs> get a little intense out there on the court just trying to have fun though but Brandon French did not receive a technical warning at this MLP uh, Daytona, did he? No, not even close. But you know who did <laughs> after receiving relentless taunting <laughs> and aggression is Pablo Tellez. Oh, Probably the smiliest, <laughs> kindest guy on court. Card. Get him. And French is like, yeah, I, yeah. get a card. We didn't deserve that. Yeah, yeah. I got to say, I uh, normally I go to these tournaments and like, if I'm not leaving with a minimal of like a technical or a card, like it wasn't a successful weekend, like irrespective of if I'm beating like a good team or not, like I'm trying to like, you know, I want to yell at the opponents, but I also want to get in the ref's head too while I'm there, you know, it's a full <laughs> circle. So I got to be honest, there was nothing more I liked than seeing Pablo get that card because Pablo <laughs> is about the nicest guy, but you know, once you poke, you know, just keep poking him, poking him. And you know, once you saw where it was bothering him, um yeah so that's pretty good and also a couple fans in the crowd i saw they had french jerseys on they were heckling pablo hardcore so i i appreciated that i might have known those guys might have not though (laughs) (laughs) may have provided the jerseys may have not that's right every everyone has that threshold you just got to find it and french is a master of finding that threshold uh where where a player just can't take it anymore so what was the actual what was the actual card for what did pablo do or say Cause I couldn't tell. He, um, yeah. So my brother came in, <laughs> flew in to watch and he's heckle master like myself. Um, so he was, uh, kind of on there, you know, heckling Pablo nonstop. And I think eventually got to a point where Pablo called a ball out. That was close. So I did my typical bitch about the call, even though I knew it was out trying to like buy the next call. We all do it. Um, and we- my brother started saying <laughs> something. And he, uh, do, do, do he, I think he yelled in the crowd. He said, hey, hey, pointed at him. He said, hey, fuck you. <laughs> right in front of the ref, in front of everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny. And then like, we're all just like, whoa, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Like, we don't cuss. We're just playing pickleball. Yeah, we're just, we're just trying to play a game. Yeah, I'm just trying to play. Like, And Pablo's just, you know, it was just too much, in my opinion, and in the ref's opinion. Yeah, have to get the card. card. Well-deserved, Pablo. Yeah, Yeah, as as in that same match, like, we're hitting winners running around to the other side of the court to grab the ball and shit. Clean. I remember Pablo's, like, missed a couple drives, and, like, maybe the third one you go, Pablo, that's three. (laughs) That was great. (laughs) Unfortunately, as we talked all that, that, they – Pablo didn't miss a ball the last half of that game, so that was bad bad luck he, for us. Yeah, he, he cleaned it up a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I want to talk a little bit about um, – so there was there was some – you know, you guys did an awesome job getting into the finals in this event. There was a lot of criticism 
um, of of your pick with Dallas Pickleball Club at the beginning when the when the original mm-hmm. draft happened. Um, do you feel like well, one, uh, do you feel like that was warranted the criticism, and two, how do you feel like you've responded based on recent results? Yeah, I mean, I obviously knew that once I got picked, um, there were definitely criticism. Obviously, I have you know know a few people in the Dallas area. Um, but, you know, I've also had some good wins in the past and played some really good teams tough. So, like, I kind of expected the criticism, and I kind of like it. Like, I just don't, you know, I'd rather be talked about even if it's negative than not talked about at all. So, um, I kind of expected it. And, you know, in the first MLP event and the one in Mesa, I thought we had a, I thought we had a really good team. Honestly, I thought we would be, like, a top four or five team. Um, we kind of we came out strong, played well the first match and a half, and then our energy just fell apart. And I think that was part of the reason. I just don't think the team in general that we had the first time, all very good players, right? Megan's a high-end player. Chuck's a top guy, right? I just don't think there was good chemistry amongst the individual pairings. Like, I love playing with Chuck. I just – we – and we went two and one, I guess, and Megan and Chuck. I just – it just didn't feel like – you know, it didn't feel right necessarily. So I think they, you know, the GM wanted to kind of make a move. And that's when we got, you know, moved on to Jill, who, you know, she's a fan favorite and pro favorite. Um, so I, I really, I, uh, I enjoy personally, I, I mean, as you know, my antics, I really enjoyed playing with Jill and I was all for getting Jill on the team. I mean, I heard on Zane's podcast and I think he summarized it nicely that you know, we were going to be a nightmare team. And I don't think he was talking about because we're good at pickleball. (laughs) (laughs) So that was fun. And honestly, I've never played with Daniel, but you know, when it came down to it, the guy is ranked number one in the world in racquetball. And like, to me, that means something, right? Like I don't, it doesn't necessarily translate. Like, you know, you see top tennis players coming in, it doesn't translate, but I know in racquetball, I know the guy's hands are going to be fast. And I've played against him never on his team. And I was kind of just hoping that he would be a steady, you know, force. And anytime the ball got moving, I kind of thought he'd probably win. And that was generally speaking what happened. Um, yeah. So he wanted to play the left. And I have some history playing the right. Um, and all my weird shit that I do translates better on the right. So it was a good pairing. He brought good energy. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, I think we got better as a team. I would have liked to win the last match, but we probably losing a dream breaker to that team anyways. So yeah. it was, it was okay. Yeah. I would say you guys, I mean, yeah, it was a good performance. Good, good week for you guys. Do you prefer the right these days? I prefer the right. So ever like when I played that, when I played that PPA event with Riley, like six months ago or whatever, I'd honestly played the right before like that five days preceding that tournament, I think I played the right 10 times in my life. And then when I got to play with him and I kind of like understood like the role on the right, it made me realize like my game does translate better on the right. I do enjoy playing better on the right, but only if your player on the left isn't dumpster fire, you know, when they're missing every single ball or they're going for too much or this and that, well, all of a sudden, like, it doesn't matter how good you are on the right, right? On the right, I'm just trying, the only thing I'm thinking about is dinking the ball countering the ball and making a third that's all well, did. i can do those maybe, things and maybe with riley but it didn't feel like that was kind of the role you played on the right and and uh in yeah, Daytona. Yeah, yeah. yeah with riley i was just thinking to myself if i just 
didn't miss a ball. I'm just never losing. Yeah. That's generally what I was thinking. Yeah. But the thing is with, you know, with Daniel, one of the things I had, one of the thoughts I had that turned out to be true was a lot of the people came in and they were, you know, trying to get more of the balls to Daniel, maybe because he wasn't in the first MOP or whatever the reason, like he's a super talented player. So like, I thought that was maybe the wrong decision. I find it a lot easier when I'm playing either side. If you try to target my partner, yeah, it's way easier for me just to sit in the middle of the court. Um, you know, and, and when I'm in the middle, you know, having that tomahawk shot with my forehand there, it makes it tough because a lot of people want to try to dink it to people's like inside foot in the middle. But when you hold the paddle that way, you can't really hit that shot. So yeah. I felt like it was there was a lot of success where Daniel was playing, you know, really consistent, just dinking the ball across. And I would just stand in the middle of the court, baiting them to try to go but try to dink it behind me. And I would just sit there waiting for a tomahawk. And I thought that was like a big key. Um and I, I did. I liked how patient he was all tournament. Like he really yeah. didn't try to speed balls up. We had some moments where, you know, we both think we have the best drives on tour, and we really like don't. Um, <laughs> so like we're both. He's ripping drives. I'm crashing, and like my hands are like not that fast, and I'm ripping drives, and he's banging it thir- like thirty feet deep. And eventually, we were just like, maybe if we just like got the ball in the kitchen and played pickleball, maybe we'd like win. And once we started yeah. doing that, we had more success. Did you play? You played the right and mix too, right? Yeah, I was just right side specialist this weekend. Jill loves the left. Um, she's got a nasty two-hand roll cross. Yeah. Um, but it, it was kind of in both situations, like I was able to kind of, you know, play closer. I, I usually in general, it doesn't matter who I'm playing with, I can't help myself. I just stand yeah. in the middle of the court hoping yeah. to go behind me. But, you know, Jill <laughs> played really well all week. It was cool to have, you know, and her and Megan are kind of like, you know, the way that their styles are opposite. So it was definitely, it was just a different, you know, Megan's never missing a ball. Jill's a little more aggressive. Jill's going to scream in your face. Megan's the nicest person you've ever met. So it was just, you know, it was a 180 from the last event and we were fortunate enough to make a good run. Yeah. And I think, I think the point you made on team chemistry and energy and all of that stuff is uh, it's, it's really important. It's a, it's a key ingredient to putting together a solid MLP team. Um, and it feels like, it feels like that was, you know, I don't know if talent necessarily went up in terms of like overall team. Right. But it feels like chemistry and, and camaraderie and fire and energy definitely went up. So it feels like that was a little bit of the missing ingredient and it it paid off on the move. All all you need, all you need to do, Rob, is just play Jeff Warnick and that will bring your team together. It's very, it's very simple. It's, it's yeah. when, when you guys can get in that back and forth with Jeff, I was super sad because I would, did commentary for a lot of this tournament. I didn't get one of your matches, French, but I know the one, uh, the last match and the match with Jeff was pretty spicy. So, uh, yeah, it, it brings you together when you guys can, can uh, have, have a, you know, a common target across the other side of the net to, to kind of go after. And, and I think that that, that, that means something. Right. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I think you said, like, I think you said it right, Rob, like the talent, I I would agree. Like, I think talent wise, like overall, the team was about the same. I just think, you know, and and even me and Mesa, like I was very reserved for me, like no technicals, no cards, you know, not, I still had my voice when I left. Like, these are things that like, when I'm at MLP, like, like this time I made an effort to go out of my way to be like extra Brandon, extra loud, (laughs) you know, and I also, you know, Jill's the same way. And when you start getting Daniel a little annoyed, which like, you know, in some of the matches, like he would get annoyed by like some of the comments, you know, 
Jeff can get Jeff can get under people's skin too. Like he's a he's a pro at that. Um, so when Daniel got mad, like <laughs> this either. So it's like it was nice, and you know we were playing. One of the funny things from MOP that no one else heard other than our team was like we were in the semis, and we were up two one, and it was me and Jill. We were playing Miami. We were about to go play Jeff and uh, Alex. Yeah. And get on the court and. Uh, Jill looks at me. She's like, she's like, Brandon, it's me, Jill and Dave. And she's like, Brandon, she's like, you know, we're just better than this team. Like, let's just, let's not yell. Let's not scream. Let's just keep it together. Let's just play good pickleball. And I'm like, looking at her like, I'm like, really? Like it's me and Jill about to play and against Jeff Hornick. And like, we're going to first fucking ball. And there was a video of it. First ball, Alex speeds it up, like does a drive at, Jill, Jill hammers a two-hander as Jeff tries to poach behind her, and Jill just screams, "Where are you going, Jeff?" And I'm just like, "Whoa!" I thought, I thought we were gonna focus. She's like, "I just can't help myself." I mean, like that's the thing. It's like, yeah. and the thing is, like, I'm the same way. It's like if I just sit there and try to play pickleball, like I'm no better, no worse than every single other player in there. But yeah. when I'm screaming in your face and I'm getting under your skin, you know then I'm 10% better. And I think Jill's the same way. Like Jill's just as good, if not better than a lot of those girls. But when she starts yapping and starts playing, like that's when she starts playing better. Yeah. So that was kind of like, that was the energy we were able to bring and why we were successful, I think. Yeah. And, and, I, think, and I think, no, go, sorry, Rob. I was just going to say, yeah. I think that from what I've seen of Jill playing against her, against her and with her one tournament, I, I don't think it affects your play poorly. It's like all like some people they, they can be like that, but they might have it might affect them poorly or negatively at some points. I feel like she can do her antics and do her thing and still keep a baseline of level. And yeah. not everyone can can have that extracurricular stuff and have it not affect their game. And I think that she's one player that can do that. Uh, so you know right. that's something. No, yeah, and I agree. And like, I've played some tournaments. I mean, I'm not going to name people, but like, I've played in tournaments where like my antics have completely negative affected my partner, right? Yes. Like, for yes. me, like, I just can't go play pickleball in these tournaments and just quietly play and just take my two and two and go home. Like, if I'm going to go two and two, like, you're going to hear me. <laughs> um, so, you know, so when, when I'm playing with those people and I recognize that, like, it puts it puts me in a tough position because I can't play, you know. At, at the level I need to, because I know, you know, if I keep chatting, I'm like talking, I'm like holding like a dialogue story with the other team throughout the whole match. And like my partner, like, are you going to focus? I'm like, I'm lasered in right now. Yeah, you know this what I is mean? Focus. But like, they just don't yeah. get it. This is focus. Right. So it is a tough balance. So that was one of the good things with Jill is like, you know, she, like we bring the same kind of energy and same kind of talking to the table. And I knew it wasn't going to impact her and her talking was not going to impact me. Like it's only going to make me play better because I'm just going to feed off it and just talk shit more when she does it too. So, yeah. And I think I know you're, I mean, I think there's only one answer to this question for you, but, and it obviously carried you guys. It wasn't just the, the, the energy of the team and the fire of the team. It, it, it was a bit of the trash talking that, you know, was on your side. In terms of where pickleball, pro pickleball goes from here, where do you think, you know, is MLP different than regular tournament formats in terms of what should be the standard okay for trash talking, taunting, getting in your opponent's face? What's your, what's your feeling, feeling on that? Yeah, I think, you know, for me, like I'm definitely more 
in MLP. And I think it's because there's a, it's a team atmosphere and I have other people there who are like going to scream with me. I would say like I'm 30% less than that when I'm playing like a PPA event. Like I'm kind of, you know, it's, it's just, I don't feel the same kind of energy. And that might be why like, I'm not, you know, I don't win. I'm maybe not as successful. I don't know. Um, but I, you know, I like, I kind of like how it is right now. I like how there's six events for MLP. I kind of like how it's, you know, it builds up through the year, that kind of concept. And then you do it. I don't know about the new draft, but I get it for this first year that like something like this has to happen. Um, but no, I, I kind of, you know, I think the standard, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Look, at the end of the day, you guys know me, like when I'm off the court, like I'm friends with all the players. Like there's nobody like, you know, I don't scream. Like I'm, if, we, if I played you tomorrow, Rob, I'm going to scream in your face as loud yeah. as I can. And then we're going to go get a beer right after the match. Yeah, for sure. Right. And that's the same with almost every single player on tour. And, and, you know, pickleball in general, like I play pickleball. I can't think of a more boring sport to watch than pickleball personally. Like, yeah. and I played college golf. Like I could watch the golf ball fly around and I think that's fun. Like I think pickleball, like hitting a wiffle ball back and forth 60 times at the kitchen, like not super exciting as a spectator, right? It doesn't seem very hard. And these are like the top pros. So I just think a lot of times, like, you know, with, forget the talent. Like when we're playing the semis, you know, against with me, Jeff and Jill on the court, like it's more like we had other pros who were in premiere telling me like that was the best match of the, you know, of MLP. They came and they watched, they grabbed beers. They were watching on their TV. They came and we're sitting in the stands watching like for a challenger match with like, you know, three random players. Right. <laughs> so I just think like you get <laughs> you get a little more excitement. It's a little more fun. Like, you know, you create some villains, like, you know, after all, like, you know, I saw a video where I hit, where I hit a Alshon right in the face. Yeah. I was going to bring this up. This, and, that was, that was my shot of the yeah, tournament. No, no and dude, I got that text <laughs> from five people. Favorite moment in MLP yeah. was me hitting him in the face and not, and then savagely just screaming as loud as I can. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I like that guy. Hey, the, I have to bring I have to bring this up just because it's also on Alshon. So that was that was probably my favorite moment. No, that's my second favorite moment. My favorite moment was also when you were playing Alshon, and I think it was like it was early on in the match. It was like five six or something like that. And he attempted it. You hit a you hit a low ball to the backhand side where he was at. He attempted an Ernie, yeah. and you just just and stared just at him and, and stared at him like just in utter disbelief. Like, what are you doing? Like that was the most ridiculous yeah, yeah. Ernie attempt I've ever seen. That was my favorite moment, just because your face was so incredulous. You're like, <laughs> "What yeah, are you yeah. doing?" Well, we played them, so it was funny because I had like a lot of like, how do I word this? So we played them on Thursday. We had already made it into the the thing, but we played them, and we played um for men's pop. Uh, me and Daniel went out there and we're like, "Well, let's just rip the ball. Let's just drive the ball by these guys." Well, like if you know Christian Pablo's game, like that's just not a good strategy. They I don't like know that. why we went in thinking we were just going to win like that. So when we got to the, the finals and we played them, we were like, all right, I don't care if their return lands in the kitchen, just touch the ball back in the kitchen. Like they won't beat us. And so all the random shit that Christian was doing the first time we played him was because of our poor strategy. And he did those same shots that he was making that he was missing that were, that he was looking ridiculous on in the finals. He was kind of making those in the first one. So I just wanted to go out of my way just to, you know, show him. I told him, I remember in the match and I remember looking at him when it was like six, six or something, I hit like a winner. I'm like, Hey, this ain't regular season anymore, buddy. You're going to have to play better than that. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> Only the playoffs, bro. So, yeah, it's the playoffs. Like, you're not going to get away with shit like that on me. <laughs> Maybe in the regular season when I'm already in the, you know. So, yeah. but no, it was uh, going back to that, uh, the video. I, I, I hit him and I wasn't like screaming. I wasn't excited that I hit him in the face. Like, you know, nobody, you're not super excited. I mean, Christian, if there was a couple people, like, you know, I'm not saying I'm not happy about it. But, you know, I'm just excited that I countered the ball for a winner, you know, and people like I read a lot of comments online saying like, you know, what bad behavior, this and that. And I'm just like, guys, come on. You know, if you knew Christian, if you know, like, you know, it's the finals. I after, they said no. I watched the video. They're like, he didn't apologize after the fact. I remember I did say sorry, kind of, you know, it was one of those, but I still hit a winner. So, I mean, you know, it, it was, it was all in good fun. You know, he didn't, he didn't get hurt. It was a wiffle ball. So no, hundred percent. It was a clean counter too. clean forehand counter, clean forehand counter. Guy can't be excited about clean forehand <laughs> counter off the, you know, the temple. Come on. No, it's money. A uh, few, few issues I want to get into Brandon, just uh, kind of with the state of pro pickleball and things that are coming up. Um, Obviously, a big story, uh, even going on right now at, at Red Rock is, um, you know, Leia was upset with Salome's paddle. She feels it's delaminated. Watching Salome play, I mean, it was coming out like she was she she hit a clean. Yeah, she hit a clean backhand that. winner down the line off a return. I was like, whoa, don't see that every day. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the ball is rocketing off. And then Rhett Meyer posted a shirtless video, of course, uh, questioning Tyson's paddle. Um, not, I think Tyson's playing with the O2 as well right now. And, you know, Travis is convinced that it was delaminated just based on how it was coming off. Uh, thoughts on thoughts on where we go from here in terms of in terms of paddle testing, delamination. What what's what should the future look like and what's the solution? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's tough because like, before, you know, if you look back three, four months ago, like this wasn't really, really an issue. And all of a sudden these like certain paddles coming out. And, you know, I, I haven't played too, you know, we play, you know, my local club, I told this guy, I saw somebody playing with it and I told this guy, you should get this paddle. And all of a sudden, every time it hits the ball, like I'm scared, I'm going to get hit with the ball. It's weird because every time, every counter, the ball is just getting destroyed off the ball. Um, and I think I went, I'm not going to name names, but I've never, I, I think I've been hit by a total of like five pickleballs in five years. And I got yeah. absolutely drilled in the head the other day when I was playing, cause I legit could not see the ball. Like it was just hit so hard. So like, to me, yeah. when things like that are happening, like obviously there's something wrong with the paddle. I think one of the thing that, that makes it tough is a lot of the, a lot of the times these paddles, like, you know, maybe if we go to tournament a and we test the paddle and it's passes the test or whatever, whatever test that you need to pass, you know, two weeks later, some of the paddles are like, you know, they're changing. So it's yeah. like, if they don't, if a process isn't instituted to test every single time, you know, with the money that's in pickleball now, why would you not cheat? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sit here and like push for that, but like, I understand like this is people's job. This is like what they're doing. And when the system is, you know, when the system is what the system is right now, because obviously it's still like a, it's a relatively new sport at the pro level, people are going to keep taking you know, taking advantage of the rules if they can. I mean, like, no, like if people are hitting winners off returns and singles, like with a wiffle ball. It's crazy. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not realistic. Yeah. So it's tough. Like, I don't like calling people out because, you know, 
maybe their paddle paddles are legal. And I, maybe they're not aware. Maybe they're not whatever. Right. Not, not saying they did it intentionally, but you know, no, it's, it's tough. Cause like, you know, I could, I could put one of those paddles in my hand and hit it. And, and you could all, both of you could too, as like people who have played pro understand like what the paddle should feel like. And when you're hitting the ball twice as hard yeah. as you normally do, it's tough. Cause like, it's not tested. They haven't told you it's illegal. So like, you're going to play with the paddle, which is, you know, probably what's going on, but you know, there probably needs to be something put in place soon. And I'm sure there will be, you know, all these posts, all these top players are getting frustrated and they, you know, and they should be frustrated. Like the difference between, I don't know what the payout difference is because I'm not playing on Sundays ever, unless I'm playing with Riley Newman. Um, but I'm assuming if the difference between getting first and fourth in singles is probably thousands of dollars times yeah. match times whatever you want to say. So, I mean, after a while when the and same sponsorship people, opportunities, like it, it's significant. Yeah. Duper getting on MLP team. Some of these yeah. people like, you know, it's, it's every, every one of those counts. So yeah, I mean, it's an issue for sure, but I would assume that it's going to be addressed by, by like the lead organizations here soon. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it, it's just interesting, right? Because it's, it's a, it's a fairly new topic. It's not something we've heard about, you know, say six months prior to now, but now it's like, it's, it's, hap- it feels like it's happening all the time and it feels like it's, it's very prevalent and it just makes you wonder if, if, you know, if it's not just a unintentional thing and like these, you know, if paddles are being, you know, doctored intentionally. Like, it's just, it just feels interesting that like it wasn't an issue and now it's, now it's, you know, very, very prevalent. Well, right. And like, you know, I always kind of thought like, even if it wasn't intentional by the players, like some of potentially, you know, the companies who are giving the paddles, like if there's no, you know, repercussions for giving a paddle 10% over the limit or whatnot. And I'm not, I'm not saying companies are doing this, but I'm just thinking out loud, like, you know, there's, why would you not take that chance? And then, oh, okay, they test it's a little over, we'll get it fixed, but our person just won seven tournaments in between and we just made our brand too, right? So it's, yeah. you know, put everybody in an awkward position, especially because this is a, you know, it's a pro sport. So, you know. It is. And just, and being a pro sport, you know, I think Pardo is on, um, on Zane's podcast talking about betting coming in maybe as soon as May. And I mean, this is a, this is a significant issue in terms of, in terms of betting on the sport, right? Like, you know, having a level playing field and not only, not only the paddle delamination stuff, which, you know, now we're all talking about deflection, not even worried about grit anymore. Right. And roughness testing. That's a thing of the past. That's, you know, free for all years. Yeah. Well, I mean, in in reality, deflection is a much bigger deal in my opinion. If a ball is coming off 10% harder versus 10% more spin, the ball coming off 10% harder is, is a much bigger issue in terms of playing that paddle. Um, but right. beyond beyond the paddle testing stuff, I mean, another hot topic, and we, we got Leia Jansen all over the stuff, you know, the paddle DLAM and the- I know, I saw that. And the performance enhancing drugs, but that's a big topic that she's been throwing out there as well. Um, how big of an issue do you think <laughs> PEDs uh, whether it's, whether it's, um, you know, like H, I don't, I don't know what people would be using in terms of, yeah. um, whatever, you know, whatever they use to, to, I'm, I'm useless on this topic. Yeah, yeah. I'm not mean, roids, not HGH, uh, but like stuff that helps you, like helps you recover better. 
Um, yeah, or yeah. Adderall as well, right? Adderall's, I think Adderall is probably the most, the most performance enhancing in pickleball because it requires so much focus and, and that's what it gives you. Yeah. I mean, I think like I've seen all the posts about that, you know, I saw everyone making their comments, but I don't think it's close between the PEDs and paddle. I just think for the way pickleball, the way the sport is designed, it's a small court. You're generally playing doubles. It's not much movement. I just think the paddle is so critical comparatively to someone who's in 10% better focus, 10% better shape. Yeah. I I think before something like PEDs is addressed, I think there needs to be like a uniform, whatever. And maybe for pickleball, you know, because people are changing paddles daily, people are doing this daily, you know, it might need to be every tournament, whatever works. You know, before you sign up for it, when you show up for the tournament, you hand them your paddle, they put it through some machine, you get it on the other end and you're ready for the tournament with your, you know, sticker. And then the next day you do it again. Because yeah. I don't really see people changing paddles every day, right? Like we all go to tournaments, we have eight paddles. I use right. one one day, I use another the next day, right? So yeah. I just don't think, and you know, I'm not, I've never been the most, uh, what's the word? Like I've never considered using like PEDs or anything, even for other sports, but for pickleball, it would never really even, I guess, cross my mind. Maybe other than for singles, I can understand like how being like, you know, a freak would be helpful. But in doubles, like, you know, before, before 2023, when I started playing, I played pro 2022 and 2021, but I was also working a full-time job. So, you know, there was no time for fitness for me, like no time for this or that. Like I worked 40 hours, I'd go play pickleball for two hours, I'd go home, same thing over and over. And like, that was the extent of it. Now, like I have the benefit of like, I have a trainer, I work out more, I work four days a week. Um, But I still don't think like fitness wise, like I'm not sure, like my point I'm trying to make is I don't think just like being in 10% better shape has made me that much better at pickleball, right? But if you give me a paddle that's delaminated, and I could spin it like a tennis ball, I'm probably gonna be a top 10 player. Like it just doesn't matter, right? Cause I could, you know, yeah. if I could do things with the ball, other people can. So I, you know, I would just, I would be focused on the paddle issue would be my number yeah. one. Yeah. Cause just uh, in my opinion, there is, there's always something uh, in terms of performance enhancing drugs that can help. So, you know, it's not like you're just taking testosterone and bulking up, you can, become more explosive, more fast twitch. You can recover, play all day, work out all day, do whatever. So there, there's, there's plenty of benefits. And I totally agree with a lot of what you said, French. Uh, but yeah, there's, there, there's plenty of ways to get percentages better uh, through a variety of performance enhancing drugs. Uh, so yeah, pe- people are, pe- people are going to cheat. They're just going to cheat. How I, many, I'm, how many people, is it cheating? Is it cheating uh, right now? Not right now. It's not. No. Yeah. Right. But yeah, people so, are going to look for edges is what I'm trying to say. And no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mean, I was in the poker world for a long time. I've played a lot of games and sports throughout my career and it's, it's impossible for it not to happen, especially when you're talking about, you know, people playing a game for money, tens, playing people playing a game, for <laughs> money. you know, you know what happens there. Uh, yes, uh, I do. So, uh, it's yeah, it's, uh, yeah, just to, just to kind of piggyback in on what you guys were saying. Totally. Totally an issue and totally true, and, and it's got to get cleaned up. And uh, the main thing for me, like uh, like you mentioned, Rob, is the sports betting. So how, I mean, how can you, you know, it's such a lower lower regulated sport. And if there's buzz about the 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 playing field not being level, I mean, who the hell's going to want to bet on that sport? So uh, yeah. 
yeah, betting, just like Ignatowicz said, betting takes everything to the next level. So uh, we, we have to find a way to get there. And uh, then, and then, you know, you can actually enjoy watching pickleball because uh, French, <laughs> French says he doesn't, he doesn't want anything uh, to do with watching a pro pickleball match. But if he's got, you know, 500 bucks on it, he's sure as hell going to watch it. Yeah, no, <laughs> I wonder. But yeah, the problem is, I don't think, you know, when that day does come, I don't think we would be like the three people who would be, uh, be betting on the games. Per se. Yeah, yeah. Speak, no, that's speak probably for yourself, Brandon. Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just said that just so I could say I said that. Yeah, yeah, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I publicly said I would never do it. So, <laughs> so French, uh, I know you've you you've had some experience. We're, we're going to wrap things up here a little bit, but kind of the the final bit. Um, you know, you're in Dallas. You play a lot with Isner. We've obviously seen Query. Um, play for MLP now. I know you've played some with Sock. In terms of that whole kind of tennis crew, um, I think, you know, it's, it's kind of public knowledge after seeing uh, Sock play in Vegas at the bubbly that it's, it appears that he's currently, number one, the most seasoned player, um, and number two, the, the one with the highest upside. Any kind of insight you have around seeing those three guys play and what you feel um, in terms of ceiling, that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, I've played with I played with all three of them. Sam, not as much. I've got to play some with Sam and MLP. Um, obviously, if I was going to rate those guys, it, it would be Sock, and then hopefully Isner doesn't hear this query, and then Isner. Um, no, but you know, John's John's a really John will play pickleball once every month or something like that, or once every two months, and he comes out there and he's playing five zero pickleball, right? Yeah. And like it, you would, you kind of think like, well, he's John Isner, he should, but you know. He's 6'11", you know, he ain't serving the ball, but he's super athletic. He has unbelievable hands, right? He's still, you know, he's a top double. He was a top doubles player. You know, he has some good wins. So, like, he's moving around the court. He's long, right? I, when I play him a lot of times, like, I'll hit a drop, and I'll be, like, coming in, like, as if he has to, like, put it back in the kitchen, and he's hitting a winner 16 feet off the court, right? Yeah. He's just reaching so far. Um, what I noticed with Sam last time when I was playing with him, you know, I played with him a couple times before MLP and then now, and I could see like his games, you know, really coming along. Um, you know, he was playing well when we practiced with them at MLP. So I know, and a lot of his matches, even that's the thing at MLP, all those games, especially at the challenger level, level, like the, to me, the Delta between the guys at the challenger level is 5% max. Yeah. Right. Like the difference between the top guy and the bottom guy, even people want to sit here and rag on Jeff Hornick, like Jeff's not that bad at pickleball. Right. Everyone just wants someone to talk like shit about. It's like when the Delta's 5%, including Sam in that 5%, the games are 22, 20 every single game. Right. And I know there's some players, like I remember in the first MLP, like Pat Smith and Steve Deacon, arguably maybe the best team for guys I would have said then, I think they went 0 and 3 and their scores were 22, 20, 22, yeah. 20, and 23. Goes way, right? yeah. So I think the same with Sam is like, he's had some unfortunate luck with some of these like tight matches at MLP, right? And all the matches get to there, right? If you want to match 21, 18 at MLP, that's a blowout. Yeah. 21, 17, that's a blowout. So like, he's had some bad luck, but like, he's got a lot better. And I, you know, I expect him to keep getting better. Um, Jack, on the other hand, I played with Jack a lot, you know, in the last six months, Jack's just, really good at pickleball um especially not, he's a left side player um when the ball gets moving fast his drive is probably near 
top in the game. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's still a little raw on the dinking, but he's getting there. Rob, what's so funny? Continue. Okay. Um, no, but I saw that Jack's going to be playing Charlotte with uh, Tyson and Anna Lee. Um, yeah, I think they'll do pretty good. I mean, Jack's... Yeah, what's the prediction there? I mean, you get a... Jack's got, you know, one of the most consistent partners well, in the game. what seed will they be? Tyson has a lot of points, so what seed will they be? Like the three seed? I would say top five seed, yeah. So, good draw. I bet they lose in the quarters. To a team like who? Like, I think if they played, like... I'm throwing out, like, Dylan and Fed in the quarters. I'm not Fed and Pablo, I mean... Yeah. What about? I think well, they would lose. What about French and Metarata? I think they lose to French. And I don't think there's many teams in pickleball that can beat French and Metarata. <laughs> that's what I wanted to hear. That's what I wanted to yeah, hear. Yeah. Okay. That that's a lock. When that when that line comes out and the bookie opens that one up, hammer. The hammer. <laughs> and literally hammer. Neil brings a hammer to all his matches. Please psycho. Yeah. Um, so, and I think Anna Lee and Jack will be the one se- one or two. Yeah. Sammy's lost. I, 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 I just think there's still like, yeah, I still think there's, um, I still think, so when the ball gets moving fast, Jack's better than most of the play. And like, if you watch bubbly, like I'm just, yeah. I'm just stating what people probably saw there. Just quick when hands. the ball gets moving fast, Jack's hands are faster than most of the pro players. His yeah. touches just as good if not better than I mean he's one of the top doubles players in the world right and that yeah. translates more than like someone who has a big serve yeah but if you know a couple dinks and I'm not saying he can't dink he, he, can, yeah. he has all facets in the game but if there was one thing that I'm targeting yeah. when we're playing is try to slow the ball down because when it gets going quick you're yeah, not gonna ready. beat him that's the thing yeah. and yeah. I've tried that and I lose every time I remember I played him for the first time like eight eight months ago or something and he had played like 10 times or something. And I kept trying to speed it up on him. And it was like the ball was moving in slow motion for him. Right. He's yeah. just seeing the ball. He's seen a different game. Like he's just countering my ball and I'm going to chase the ball. I'm ball bitch. So it's tough. Adam, <laughs> I've just got to say, yeah. you, you've, been, you've been rather quiet, but just whenever I glance down at you, you're just drenched in sweat somehow. So I yeah. just want to no, just want to give you I'm some not, credit for, yes, for being yes. here and, and, you know, this was, soldiering through. This was a great episode. I made <laughs> two to four comments. You guys did great. Uh, I am sweating profusely. I am not feeling my best. And, uh, you know, that's just part of the deal. But, but you're a professional you and you showed up. That's right. That's right. Uh, you're exactly right. I mean... It's, uh, you got to give the people what they want. Hey, I mean, half I can't, the battle showing up, Adam, and you did it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I, I, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> All right, French. Any uh, when, when can, uh, when can everybody see you in action again? Um, well, obviously the next MLP. Ti- yeah, yeah. So I'm taking a little time off. Um, just hanging around, and we got a dog, so I got to mm. hang out with the dog. Um. Nice. I don't know. I haven't really decided yet. Maybe like next month, hopefully it just, just depends how things go after MLP, you know, there's kind of like, I've heard a lot of people talk about it. It's kind of true. Like there's kind of a hangover after MLP and like, you know, we didn't win, but it's like, it takes a lot of energy and it's a big commitment, right? We're there Tuesday through Sunday. Right. So it's like, it's nice just to like take some time off and just relax. And then, 
get your voice practiced a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) You made made me cough. (laughs) 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 Oh, oh, French, I do have one question for you. I know you have one more tournament uh, for for the Dallas Pickleball Club. Uh, First three and redraft, and then the second three. So give me your honest opinion on having to help up your mixed doubles partner after every other point as she was on the ground. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, my favorite, my favorite point in the tournament, and I knew it was going to go on, go viral was when I, we hit, I hit like two balls or something. And then I hit a tweener and then like, I hit like three more shots and then I was eventually like, okay, like she's going to get that one. And then like, I slowly turned my head back and she's like laying down lounging on the ground. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I was like, uh, Jill. Oh, after, no, after mean, a 15 foot fall too. She fell for 15 feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was funny. No, he's like, I, I kind of, I find like, look, everyone has their thing when they're playing and like, she happens to fall a lot. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny every time. <laughs> like, well, a lot of times, like, she'll fall, and the people will hit her the ball, but she actually, like, still, like, keeps her paddle, like, in ready position and will, like, reset the ball and hit, like, a, two balls off her knees and then, like, stand up and start playing. So, like, sometimes I'm yeah. like, do I come over and cover or, like, do this <laughs> or that? But you kind of get used to it, and it's, like, you know, it's just just part of the game. I feel like it's your ideal mixed double setup, French, is I having your partner lay, laying on the ground be. while you just cover the court and play singles. <laughs> no, you know – Rob, when I play mix these days, I hope Jill's listening. I just really, I trust my partners. I stay on my half. I do my thing. Check. Jeff. <laughs> Sorry, you know I said it. Are we all fair? <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> all right. I say, I say we wrap it there. Appreciate you. Ha- appreciate having you on, Brandon. Uh, thanks for joining. And uh, we'll, we'll have yeah. to do this again. I got to tell my, I got to tell guys. one more Jill, Jill story. One yeah, more Adam. Jill story. No. Yeah, hit it. Can I hit it? Okay. So I I played with Jill one time. Played with Jill one time. Started off pretty well. We beat CGL and JW. Then we played Rob Cassidy and Michelle Esquivel. Turned into a complete disaster between Michelle and Jill. We ended up winning that match. We're about to start playing our next match. The tournament director came to us and said that Michelle Esquivel felt that her safety was threatened in the previous match (laughs) and that uh we're gonna have some we're gonna have to have some discussions about whether jill and myself can continue in the tournament so we end up having like a 10 minute chat with the tournament director we end up being able to continue the tournament jill aggressively cramps in the next round we lose and that's my that's my story (laughs) <laughs> that's my one time playing. That's my one time playing with Jill Braverman, uh, uh, mixed doubles pickleball, and that was that. So that's it. Always an see, experience. See, I love, I love that. See, the fact that there's always like something like that, like that's kind of like you know, when you play with me, there's always going to be some sort of like little drama, and that's like kind of half the fun of it. And like with Jill, I know I'm getting that too. So which is why. I'm <laughs> love it. Love All it. right, gents. Appreciate right, guys. you guys. Later. Take care, guys. Later, Frenchie. Because you know why? Why? Because it feels right. It feels right. Legendary.